Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, guys. We are still on vacation, aren't we, Ange? That's right. But we are in a different part of our vacation where we are contemplating and thinking about what we want to talk to our kids about as we get ready to go home. And this isn't theory. These are things we've done for many, many years and really to help vacations become permanent, fruitful experiences that create good change in our families. And so the title of this is Returning from Vacation Strategies that Create Good Changes. That's right. But before we dive into today's podcast, we just wanted to remind you guys of some free resources that we have. So um, you guys know that you can always find the show notes, the one um the one sheet date night sheet that we have is on courageousparenting.com and you can go there if you just hit the menu at the top you'll see a tab for podcast you'll see a bunch of other tabs that have resources that are super helpful um but you guys might not realize this so i'm bringing this up because you know i'm pregnant and i get a lot of moms asking for resources uh, on pregnancy and there are tons of free blog posts with all kinds of links um, my ultrasound of worship birth playlist. Um, and for those who have experienced loss, we also have the worship while weeping, um, grief playlist for miscarriage. So that's all at courageousmom.com. So many good resources at courageous mom. And by the way, anytime you share anything, especially those of you who've been through our courses, the mm-hmm. parenting mentor program, uh, homeschool blueprint, postpartum Christian postpartum course, all these different things, friendship course. Uh, it really, really benefits uh, the ministry because we stopped advertising because we don't like supporting Facebook and Instagram several months back during the yeah. election. So uh, because of the cancel culture, mm-hmm. so we don't want to give to that. But mm-hmm. uh, so we really appreciate it. We depend on you and God uh, in making the ministry work. So here is uh, what we're going to be talking about today. How do you want to re-enter community and life at home? That is a key question we asked a couple times during our trip that is crucial to follow up on. Uh, deep conversations that encourage growth in your kids. Reflection and blessings list. This is an important one that we do every time we come home. Um, sometimes we do it before we come home and then we do it again once we arrive home. And pre-framing the vacation mindset is over. Don't forget that one, right, Angie? Oh, my goodness. This is what we mean by this is that a lot of times moms dread the continual needing to remind their kids that they're not on vacation anymore, if you know what I mean. We will dig into that a little bit more. But it's actually a big deal because um, I would say that that re-entering, if moms really thought about it, it's probably one of the things that they – that prevents them from wanting to do vacations in the future, right? Because they get home. Sometimes they just, they've picked up habits, rela- relaxing habits. Yeah. Um, like hanging around the pool. We don't do that on a daily basis at home, do we? No, no, we don't even have a pool. So the, the point is, is that, you know, sometimes you get home and you're like, hey guys, off the couch. No, we got to do chores. We got to do school. We got to do these things. And so we're going to talk about how to pre-frame re-entering home so that that vacation mindset 
does not continue on. Okay, so let's get started. This key question, by the way, before we get into this key question, if, if you don't do this part, do the other two parts in the previous two episodes, but if you don't do this part, you might be jeopardizing the potential fruitfulness from your vacations and trips. And we've done this for years and we've seen tremendous growth in our kids because we anchor the vacation into new action. Mm -hmm. And we let the spirit guide all of us in doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is talking about. So at the beginning of the trip, what's the question we want to ask? How do you want to re-enter community or how do you want to re-enter life at home? And so the reason why we put both of those kinds of questions, because they're similar, but yeah. different, yeah. right? I mean, entering life at home could be, you know, I think of Ethan, who was six years old the year that we went on a three-month RV trip, and he had some really special experiences with God through prayer. It was a faith-building, praying-without-doubting kind of trip um, for all of us, but for especially for Ethan, he really grew a lot in that. And, um, I remember when we asked this question, he was like, I want to keep praying the same way. That was his six year old response was, I want to keep praying the same way. And then we kind of asked some more questions after that. And it came up to, and I want to experience God in the same way. Like yeah. I want to see him answering my prayers in the same way. And then we talked about, well, what about when God doesn't answer your prayers in that way? And it became this like big conversation for the whole family where everyone was challenged to grow because the six year old said this one thing. And so you can really be missing out on some deep, deep spiritual conversations, but also some practical and relational insights that sometimes you don't know until you go away from home, away from relationships, away from community. And then you are gone for a little bit and you're reflective on that. And you're forced to have to think about how you want to go back and go, you know, what? I actually don't really want to hang out with that one person as much. They're not really a good influence. Um, we've had some teenagers say stuff like that, but it's a recalibration. Uh, every trip when we're away should be a recalibration for us as parents too, our own lives and mm -hmm. a recalibration for the marriage and having good marriage discussions and a recalibration for your kids and their lives too. And obviously, if you have just littles, you might be more directive with that question, meaning mm -hmm. that you might be presenting ideas for them because when they're younger, they need more direction on these things. But you'd be surprised. They might come up with some really good things too. I would say even, you know, and what you were just saying, it just dawned on me, like when we would go to the beach with uh, just Kelsey and Austin and they were really little, you and I would have these conversations in the car ride home where oftentimes they'd be sleeping on yeah. the way home from the beach. And it's something that is good for young couples to practice this communication of these kinds of questions before their kids are older and involved in requiring leadership and deeper thinking on it. And so this is a really good habit for you to get into in your marriage, actually, yeah. because isn't it true that once you step away from life and you're parenting together, sometimes I remember in those early years, you were working a lot and I was 100% at home. Mm-hmm. And then we would go and we'd be parenting more together for a longer period of time, whether we were at the beach for like a week yeah. or four days. And what happens? We become aware of like, oh, there's a little friction in our marriage here. Or, oh, yeah. we don't see eye to eye on this form of parenting. Or, oh, how come this is more of a vacation for 
uh, not for mom or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Cause we get into these old habits of like, yeah. Oh, well, Ange changes the diapers and nurses the babies and I carry in the luggage, but she unloads it and, and, and going, Hey, you know what? It would be better. It'd be more relaxing for me if we did this more as a team together, which totally. we talked a little bit about that in the previous podcast, but you have to reflect and communicate, right? So important. And this question is something you ask in the beginning, but you also ask like a day before you get home or a couple days before you get home. So people start thinking. So, so, so yeah. they start thinking in the beginning. They reflect. There's time for the spirit. And you as parents should be praying, God, would you reveal to our kids things that they want to change mm-hmm. or attitudes they want to change or relationships they want to grow in and improve back at home or shift gears with and how we want to show up to the different communities, whether it's, you know, education or church or, you know, friendships or families we're friends with or whatever it is. It's interesting as you're saying that, you know, that, that quote that you have oftentimes quoted, even with the kids, which is familiarity breeds contempt. Mm -hmm. And I have found that when we're in closer quarters and we're doing more stuff together, then all of a sudden it's like you see the tensions between certain relationships and because you're together and you can't just like one of the teenagers can't just get in the car and go to work and not deal with it or um, spend time with another friend and not deal with that tension between the brother or sister, right? Because you're all together and mom and dad are like, no, you guys have to deal with this situation. And then they reconcile yeah. and the conflict is resolved Mm -hmm. and they're both humbled in different ways recognizing oh i shouldn't do that they have to be apologetic Mm -hmm. the relationship grows closer and then you ask this question how do you want to re-enter into life some of them may go i don't want our relationship to go back to the way it was when we were at home Mm. i like how it is now when we're on vacation how can we keep our relationship at the same level of intentionality and respect and dealing with our issues so that we don't fall back into old habits when we are at home because familiarity breeds contempt. Right? Amen. So, so so keep that question in mind and use it. So important. And as you said earlier, it fuels our next point, which is deep conversations that encourage growth. It sets our intentionality mm-hmm. as parents in the right frame of mind. Remember, sometimes we're reminding you to tell your kids things mm-hmm. more even for yourself. It's actually amazing. Like when you lead something, you're more intentional about everything about that thing you're leading. Mm-hmm. So if you're leading that question at the beginning of your trip, what are we now intentional about? Right. Or well, and about I even, deep conversations. You know, and as we as we think about this, and I think about growth, yeah. right? Because we're talking about uh, these two really do go hand in hand, right? Because you're asking your kids, what do you want to to change when you reenter community? Or what, what do you, what, how do you want to re-enter life at home? Like what changes would you want? What things do you want to continue on that were not in existence before this vacation? Right. So that was something that for Ethan was like a big deal. Like I want to continue praying in faith the same way I did on vacation. So it's like a continuation of something that grew on vacation that he wanted to continue on in life. But then there's the, there was, uh, there were different answers, right? Um, I remember one time one of our teenage daughters was saying, I would like to be respected more as a woman. I would like to go to the women's Bible studies. I would like to be viewed more as a woman. And realizing that, guess what? All kids go through a period of time, somewhere between 12 and 14-ish, 
um, depending on the maturity of your kids, where they desire that. They desire other people to view them more respectfully, less like a child, giving them more responsibility, trusting them more, um, spending time with them in a different kind of way, um, not as a kid, but as like, hey, you're my younger sister in Christ. And and so hearing that from one of our kids, it was like, whoa, I had no idea that that was a desire on your heart for growth in relationships with older women in our community um, who are maybe to me weren't older, but to our daughters were older. Yeah. And then it helped me to go, oh, okay, when I get home, I'm going to reach out to this person, this person, and kind of give them a vision for being like a mentor slash big sister yeah. and ask them if it's okay, if she can come to Bible study with us. And maybe you need to do that. Maybe... I mean, a lot of times guys don't have like a men's Bible study or men's meeting, if you will, that they're going to on a regular basis. But what if dad heard the young guy say, I really wish that I had some older guys that I could be learning from too, that are just a little bit younger than you, dad. Mm -hmm. And then what if you were able, if you knew that was a desire, you could set something up. Amen. It's so good. So I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the date night one sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Uh, And then what's really important when you get home is to reflect, to have a family meeting where there's no distractions or urgent things needing to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And you're relaxed and you, you maybe pray at the beginning and thank God for the trip and safety and all the things and the blessings and reveal to us um, all the things that happened. And then you go into a time of reflection, just candid reflection, mm-hmm. talking in a circle about the trip, the fun things, the things we got to do, how God showed up most importantly. And then maybe dads or, or moms, you have a whiteboard next to you or a sheet of paper or something to make a list. I like everybody to be able to see the list good old chalkboard work and you start making a list of what are, what are the ways God showed up? And usually like I can think of top of my head, you know, a dozen things, but I've seen it get to like we had 30 plus 
Well, do you remember that? I mean, the three-month RV trip, we had the dry erase board out, and we had so many. We had to get a second. We had to get a second dry erase board because it was. It was over 100, the blessings, the answers to prayer, the divine appointments, all the things. And you don't want your kids to forget that and to see, like, obviously, if you listen to a couple podcasts ago when we were talking – one of our recommendations was that you have a mission-minded aspect towards your vacation. And then that's one of the expectations that you set with your kids. Well, then obviously if you're doing that, then you doing this reflection time when you get home and you're writing out the blessings and they're like, hey, remember when we gave that extra meal to the homeless guy on the road? Or do you remember when we had that amazing conversation with that person at the pool um, and we were able to witness to them? Or do you remember when we visited that church or um, when God answered this prayer? It's just, it's a powerful, you guys, it's powerful to anchor those memories in your kids' minds. Because I'll tell you something, one of the things that I have learned from myself and my memories of my childhood, and I think that everybody struggles with this, When you look back, it's easier to remember the hard things than it is to remember the good things. We've also learned that as we've had uh, kids grow up is that sometimes they have um, an inaccurate memory of something, right? Of a vacation or something. And then you actually show them other pictures and you remind them and you tell them the story and they're like, oh yeah, that did happen that way. And so doing these reflection times where everybody's sitting around and recounting the stories of how God moved and worked and how they grew, how they were challenged in a character quality or whatever it was. Those are the things that anchor our family in unity. Such good stuff, Angie. I love it. And it is so important to do this and you'll just be blown away. Your kids will come up with things you don't, you didn't even think of or mm-hmm. didn't remember too. And I love that anchoring in. And if we don't do this too, how can we glorify God? Isn't that the purpose of our life is to mm-hmm. make sure we share God with others and glorify him and everything we do? Mm-hmm. So it's a practice of doing that too. Mm-hmm. And if they remember, then they're able to glorify God. When they're sharing with their friends mm-hmm. about their trip or people ask them about their trip, they're able to glorify God. They are. It's not just this, oh yeah, I got to sit by the beach and just do nothing. Or I got, it's not like their focus becomes, it comes off of the more selfish things. Like, yeah, they might go, oh, we had this fun memory with that fun memory. But you know what? Sometimes the stories that they share is like, wow, God parted the clouds and removed the rain so we could see the Grand Tetons right after we prayed. Yeah. Or he stopped all the hailing in the snow so we could go up to Mount Rushmore. Or, I mean, there was just like, you know, thinking back, it's like I remember coming home from different trips and kind of in the background, I'm just kind of listening to the kids have conversations with other people at church or in our community. And they'd say, so what was the most what was your favorite part of your trip is like the most common thing that family and friends will ask your kids, right? What was the most favorite part of your trip? And when you hear your little kid go, Oh, when God answered our prayer, blah, 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 blah. Versus I got to go to an amusement park. Not that that's bad, but like we do those things. We do do those things. But for our, like, why was the six year old answering that way instead of, well, first thing he thinks of the amusement park, right? It's because of the time that was spent on reflecting on all of God's blessings and the ways that God was glorified and how it was actually more like a missions trip that it that we were on mission to be a light wherever we went. And so I, I just think that it can be so incredibly powerful and also teaches your kids to have their spiritual eyes open. Isn't that what we all pray for our kids in yeah. all things that they would 
have their spiritual eyes open that they would be able to see other people's needs, whether that's within your family or outside of your family, and that they would take time to actually meet those needs or at least pray for them. Wow, so important. I hope everybody gets to listen to this because the other two were really good and helpful, and they really set the stage for this last one about vacations, mm-hmm. but you got to do the stuff in this episode. It's so important. Wow. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many things and the changes that happen for our family mm-hmm. have been huge. We've made life altering decisions for our entire family in our mm-hmm. own reflections mm-hmm. and hearing reflections from our kids. Sometimes you just have to get away from all the distractions, all the voices, all the noise to hear God and for there to be true unity and alignment in your family which can only happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I just say that? I say that as a mom who's about to have her ninth child, and my oldest is almost 21. Can you imagine when Isaac and I were on our three-month RV trip, and we really we were visiting churches on the RV trip. We tried every week to find a church to go to. Mm-hmm. And you guys, like there were times where we deeply missed our community back home. We did because we loved them. But we also, you know what the Holy Spirit did on that three-month trip? He literally took every single one of our hearts and put us all into alignment that God was calling us to plant a church. Yeah. And that, I mean, we had teenagers, young adults, all the way down to little Solomon was two at the time. And so I just look at that and go, only the Holy Spirit can put 10 people in alignment like that when they've got friends and all these things. It was a selfless desire that they all agreed upon. And I honestly don't know if that kind of unity and alignment would have happened if we didn't get away from the normal. And Do you know I, what I'm saying? And only we can think of these things because it's our lives. But I'm just telling you, all kinds of positive change that only God could bring about in our lives and blessing and fruitfulness mm-hmm. came, I believe, because we're obedient in that decision. Mm-hmm. And, it's so true. and we might not have been woken up to that because we're so we have so much collusion in our rhythm of our life. Or even just can I say comfort? Yeah. Like because when I look back on that period of time, like you know, anybody could have been looking at our life from the outside and gone, wow, what you have in that community is super special. And it was special. But what's important to realize is that sometimes we allow our comfort to dictate our decisions in life to the point where we aren't willing to actually obey God. And we had to come to a point where it was like, okay, this is all well and good, but doesn't God want to grow us? And that beca- like he like are we growing? Yeah. You know, and to realize it took us getting away to realize actually there's an element of of lack of growth for some of our kids even. Yeah. There's a stuntedness that could potentially happen if we were to stay. That was a reality conversation that we had even for us. We felt like we have these gifts God's given to us. Imagine how the kingdom could advance. If we were just willing to say yes. And this last summer, uh, our six-week RV trip planted the seeds um, for what we eventually did two weeks later after getting home of deciding to move. It took getting away from it took Oregon away to, to see. see that it's different in other places yeah. and to see how di- how much it impacted our children's lives, actually. You guys, we, we do this like yearly annual 
RV trip. Okay. And because of COVID last year, it got delayed from May to June, which normally we always start our RV trip the end of April or in May. Um, And so that we kind of avoid like the rush of school, public schoolers and all this stuff, you know, it's easier for us to vacation as a family tent and keep an eye on everybody and all the things. So we ended up having to delay it, but because of COVID, hardly anyone was vacationing last year. And we went to eight different states in six weeks and it just opened our eyes. It opened our eyes to see how local government affected and impacted and literally controlled local citizens' ways of life on such a huge level. And then being in places that were not as strict as Oregon was, like every place, Oregon was the worst out of all of the places we went to. We realized how that impacted our family. We realized how it impacted our kids' lives. And we really had to go legacy-wise. Like we have older kids that are thinking about getting married someday. We can't advocate that they raise a family under a government that is like this. Um, and then we came back and it had gotten worse. Yeah. And then we're like, okay. But you can't see that unless you remove yourself from it long enough. Yeah. Otherwise you think everywhere is like you. I call it a positive disruption. You have to break the rhythms of your life or business, Mm -hmm. uh, long enough to see where you need something that's completely disruptive Mm -hmm. for a positive reason. And you have to do it with your kids again about alignment. Can I just say that if like, we have never been the type of parents that have been like, Oh, we're moving. Yeah. We don't care what you think. We're doing this. Like that is not how Tolpins do things. No. And so we kind of take the harder route and we take our kids with us on a trip to figure out where. <laughs> so we then went on a two-week trip because we felt like yeah. Idaho would be a more free place to be. There are other states that are also more free, not just Idaho. Um, but in going, our our kids got to see and got to be a part of it. And their conviction grew even more to where at the end of the day, we were all in alignment. Complete yeah, we alignment. need to move. Yep. Right. And so it like I can't imagine again, I think that if we would not have taken them, then because there was one there yeah. were two kids that didn't come with us and they were let they were more hesitant to move. But yeah. So good. Last point and a very, very important point. Gotta do this one is preframe the vacation mindset is over. Oh my goodness. For moms, this is like a big thing that Yes, you need to do, but can I just say we need the husband's leadership on this one. So we need help on this. Otherwise, it is so easy for us once we get home, husband goes back to work or whatever, and mom is at home to be the one that is the clanging symbol repeating herself, the broken record over and over and over again going, guys, we're not on vacation anymore. Time to do chores. Time to do school. Yeah. Got to get out of bed. It's not vacation. You don't get to sleep in anymore. Come on. We got family Bible time, whatever it is. Right. And so I, I just think that there is, it, it is hard for moms to stay consistent in getting back to the normal way of doing things if they're the only ones that are seeing it. And yeah. so I know that as we've returned home, it's been a huge help for me to have Isaac be drilling this in just before we even get home. Yeah. So guys, remember when we get home, we're not on vacation. And we're going to need help. Like. We're going to need help getting laundry done, uh, chores. We're back on the chore system. Um, you know, here's the things we're going to do right when we arrive. 
um, you know, or the next morning after we arrive, depending on the timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously dad's going back to work or, you know, there's school, whatever, whatever the expectations are, talk about everything and yeah. that we that we want to be productive and fruitful for the kingdom of God. And I think it might be even a good idea to just go, what do you guys love? about being home. We talked about what mm-hmm. we loved about the vacation, but what do you love about being home? Mm-hmm. So there's some good anticipation. Oh, usually they'll go, Oh, my own bed. <laughs> <laughs> We're all squished in the RV. Um, but yeah, they, that's like definitely something they all look forward to. Right. And so, um, it's, it, I, I think that this aspect though, is one of those things that the re-entrance can become a dread, but it does not have to be. And that's why we're bringing it up. Coming home from vacation can be an easy entrance, but you have to be proactive about um, communicating with your kids yeah. about the negative potential habits that could continue. And hey guys, I would warn you that I think a lot of, just from hearing from Angie actually, a lot of the motivation to do a vacation again or how long or mm-hmm. how many vacations to do in the future mm-hmm. uh, will be either, you know, the mom will be more motivated if this transition happens well and you help lead yeah. it uh, and less likely to ever want to do something <laughs> if it all falls on her shoulders. And yeah. so how this finishes, it's not when the vacation finishes, it's the week following. How that week following goes for mom has a big um level of whether she's motivated to do it again. You're totally right, Isaac. I mean, let's, I'll just use our situation. You can, if you don't have an RV, think about like your camping tents that need to be wiped down, the coolers that need to be cleaned out, the food that needs to get put away, the laundry that needs to be done. Time for you to go shopping um, and get groceries in the fridge again. Right, 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 right. So if there is bad attitudes about you know, older siblings, babysitting younger siblings, so mom can go to the grocery store. If there's bad attitudes from from one of the kids when you go, hey, can you go wash out the cooler with soap, right? And they're like, oh, I mean, it's, it's the attitudes that actually affect me more than anything. Yeah. And so talking about it with your kids ahead of time and going, hey, guys, listen, we got to have a good attitude. We have to because these are our jurisdictions. We have to steward the things we have well. We have to take care of them. Otherwise, we will ruin them and they won't be useful in the future. Do you guys like vacationing? Yeah. You do. Well, we got to take care of our vacationing equipment. So therefore, we got to clean the RV altogether, not just mom. Yeah. Or, you know, which I, I'll actually say, I can't remember the last time I cleaned the RV. Nope. I think it's been years because you have always led the teams on who's cleaning before we go getting it out of storage and who's cleaning when we get back. And then the other people are on my team with the unload, put things back, get groceries, get laundry mm-hmm. going. And we kind of do this tag team thing. Yeah. It's definitely team Tolpin. Yeah. And so you guys need to figure out what your rhythm is and you need to be a team because if it all falls on mom, though it's going to be less likely that she's going to want to go boating, camping, RVing, whatever it is. And maybe this means getting back a day before dad goes back to work. Or mm-hmm. uh, if he does go back to work right away, you just, even though you're working, you're in the evening, as soon as you get home, you're helping and, and right. making Here, it Here's another one. I'm just going to say that's like my, one of my biggest pet peeves is a messy vehicle. 
I cannot stand messy cars. And right now it's very difficult for me to clean them because Mm -hmm. of how pregnant I am. I'm talking about like garbage left in there or just even if something spills when you're on a road trip. Because a lot of people road trip. They don't actually have RVs, right? And so coming home, unloading things, but leaving the car a mess is a negative reminder for mom. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say it. And so one thing that could be super helpful is if dad was to take that car and go get it detailed like the next day or that next weekend yeah. and giving wife vision, hey, I'm going to take care of the car. It's going to be pristine. Or do it with your do kids. Do you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or do it with your kids. And it, that alone, because let's just face it, sometimes mom is taxi cab and like being in a dirty place is just this remnants of the mess of vacation makes you not want vacation. Well, hey, so glad you joined us. And there's uh, these, each of these episodes stand alone, but these last three mm-hmm. were how to set up your vacation, what to do during your vacation so you thrive, and then how to re-enter effectively for great, good change. And so we hope you enjoyed it. Give us a shout out if you guys like today's podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.